stats up And even though the truth hurts Get your facts up Yeah, we still playing hurt Get your stats up Bluff City, Hoop City Get your facts up huh? Keep it real with you, dog. No, no matter, matter what Preach Even if I'm injured, I'ma still lace them up Preach Sitting on the bench It ain't no such thing as love Preach The playing hurt podcast The only thing I trust Preach Cause it's only real when they do speak Preach Like Courtney Lee from 3 It's good on release Preach It's grit and grind during playoff time Preach We're Playing hurt Hold it down for Memphis, Tennessee Preach Get your stats up And even though the truth hurts Get your facts up Yeah, we still playing hurt Get your stats up The sports talk heavyweight Let's start the show Bring the bell What is going on out there, party people? Welcome to another edition of Playing Hurt I am the man, the one, the only CJ Hurt, and joined alongside the man also, uh, Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew? Same old, same old. You know, still on my grind, out there working. <laughs> you know, still trying to find that money. So if you got a job, you know, need somebody to help around, do something, high paying, preferably. High pay- Everybody prefers a high paying job. Uh, if you want to pay me about 15, 15 an hour. Drew, come on now possible high paying is more than 15 they want the new minimum wage to be about 15 dollars an hour 15 dollars an hour isn't much it's a lot more than i'm getting paid now it's more than what you're used to but it's not much yeah listen i'm your new agent drew wants 35 dollars an hour if you can't make that happen don't call him i I don't know if i'm gonna get any call (laughs) (laughs) no do you want a job that's paying you about seventy five thousand dollars a year a year at the age of at the age of 20 i want to be able to that's what you hey set set your that's not even a lot of money if you can get me that job at the age of 20 years old if i I find a job for seventy five thousand dollars you're not getting it because i'm gonna take it that's not a job of an agent though you'll get your 10 percent. no i need more no i need more than that. how much percent do you want Come on! I need enough percentage to where I'm making seventy five thousand dollars. See, that's and, not uh, that's not fair. If I'm only two, if I'm only making seventy five, that's all well, my hey. money, and you're getting free money, and hey, I'm that's fine. Still in the poorhouse. That's fine. That's not fine with me. <laughs> you gotta be the worst <laughs> agent ever. I am. Is that your sales pitch? Yes. All your money so, is gonna so go. Bad. I'm gonna find you a great job, but you're gonna work, and I'm gonna take all your money. You're still gonna be poor, but hey, you'll be working a job to make seventy five thousand. You'll a year, have the skills. You're, you're not have gonna the skills get skills to move on up and get something else. <sighs> Hire so me an actual decent agent, right? <laughs> good luck with that. Oh man, Drew's hair is looking. I don't like it anymore. What? I liked it. I like it's too long now. Too long in, in the back. It's too long. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's still. It's still got a. Uh, got about the, a it the, still needs about another inch to grow so I can get the man bun. Oh, that's so. The man bun is oh, the Kelly Only Nick. Isn't that my man's name? Only Nick for uh, the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I despise it. I don't care if you like it. It's what the ladies like. Oh, and the ladies terrible. like the man bun, people. Oh, my gosh. It's all the rage. so soft and, oh, so pretty and prissy. Long hair it is. Uh, so I know I had a teammate of mine in high school have, summertime, went to Montgomery Bell Academy, mm. had to keep your hair below a certain length. That meant froze couldn't be higher than three inches. Your hair, that right there would have had to have been cut because it just didn't look professional. Had a kid. Summertime comes, you do whatever you want, mm-hmm. though. Showed up for a summer league game with his hair similar to yours, and somebody scored on him. And my coach, uh, Jerry Meyer, son of the great legend Don Meyer, and Jerry's doing uh, some recruiting stuff for 247sports.com, okay. if I'm not mistaken, college basketball. But anyways, he was a coach at the time. He pulled the kid to the side, said, if you don't get a so-and-so buzz cut 
and get out there and play some so-and-so defense, you'll never play for us again. It was great. Did he buzz his head? The very next day, he showed up with a buzz cut. See, I can't buzz my head. Like, I used to when I was a lot younger, but uh, I'm also – I'm very accident-prone. You know, I've had three sports surgeries. I've had uh, stitches in just in my head alone about eight times, and I've got one from a car accident that goes from the side of my head all the way back. So – if I buzz my head, it's like it looks like a dang roadmap or something back there. So nice. I can't I can't do it anymore. So that's why I like the long hair. Okay. All right. Well that's and enough plus, about your hair. I went to I went to a private school my entire life where you had a dress code and a hair length limit yeah. and I was never able to grow it out. Now I want to grow it out, see what it looks like. Same here. And I like it. With with the facial hair, couldn't have facial hair either. See, I can't grow facial hair. It's very patchy and just like yeah. Like yeah. you remember that little goatee thing, like yes. face thing. The oh my God. God. I hated it. <laughs> now looking back, like at the time, I thought it was look cool, but looking back, I'm just like, why the heck did I have that on my face? I, I have a, a feeling that looking back, you're gonna be like, why the hell did I have my hair this style? No, I'm looking sure back. I'm gonna be like, wow, I must have been the coolest kid. Okay, my on campus. Speaking of hair, my brother did something strange with his hair. Uh, I don't know if he permed it or, or what he did <laughs> he to perm. it, but it was just straight. And it just laid down. But it wasn't a smooth, silky, straight. Uh-huh. Like Snoop Dogg used to have his hair straightened out yeah. and uh, Cat Williams' hair. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like that. It was something else entirely. It was the weirdest thing i ever seen on anybody in my life. Uh, and I gave him hell for doing it. Because that's what a big brother's there for. Of course. Um, my brother does the same thing to me if he gets a chance. Of course. A few housekeeping notes. You guys can get in touch with the show. First off, thank you for listening. Um, Gracias. Subscribe, listening on. If you listen on For iTunes, Spanish-speaking folks. Oh, I, shout out to the Spanish people. Slow down, Spanish-speaking folks. I don't know. I'm exhausted. Kevin Cerrito had me waste all of my good, <laughs> talented radio voice on his show for trending topics. And he even called. He even called you out on it, saying that you were concentrating too much on the Playing Herc podcast. And I say, nay, nay. You can never concentrate too much. I was so focused on Cerrito Live. So focused that I'm messing up on playing hurt. Let's mm-hmm. try this again. Housekeeping notes to take care of. Thank you guys for listening. If you're listening on MemphisSport.com, thank you so much. You guys can also listen on iTunes. Subscribe to uh, Cerrito Live on iTunes, and we're there as well. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for that. You guys shoot us an email. Feel free. Playing hurt podcast at gmail.com. If you are on memphisport.com and you're listening to us, feel free to leave a comment in the comment section. You guys can also get in touch with Drew and myself on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Snapchat. We're the only podcast on Snapchat. Playing hurt podcast on Snapchat. Um, find me on Twitter at conradicalness on both. Drew, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at dbarrett36 and on Instagram at dbarrett1236. I'm, I'm messed up again. This is going to be a long podcast for me. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at conradicalness on both of those. Not both the Twitters because there's only one Twitter. But anyways, Summer Fix-It series is underway. We got another thing we want to fix. Um... Uh, and it's something that's near and dear to, as I kicked Drew's foot, I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. It's good. near and dear to most people in this region. Uh, the Tigers basketball program. Near and dear to my heart. And, and that it is, as you sit here with the Memphis State shirt on. Technically, I, I was going to correct Cerrito about this. Technically, it is a Memphis State shirt, but it's actually a 5MU shirt. Uh, so shout out to all the lovely ladies of the 5MU sorority at the University of Memphis. You and these daggum you just say hey, a frat boy. Well, I mean, oh one of the five, one five U is the our sweetheart of Sigma Chi. Okay, whatever. Shout out to Bailey. Oh. Be a sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry, I threw you in a pool three weeks ago. Okay, whatever. Um, so 
yeah, going to jump into it and try and fix the Tigers basketball program. It's a lot wrong with it right mm-hmm. now, specifically wins and losses. And eighteen you, and fourteen don't get it done. If and no no tournament appearance. No. If you winning solves everything, winning is the best deodorant for something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not winning, you got to find other ways to generate that interest with your program. And so that's what we're going to talk about in addition to what the Tigers can do to win more games. Because, honestly, that's what it's all about. You go from not too long ago being in the not only in the NCAA tournament but advancing to the Final Four in the championship game and being a three-point buzzer shot away from actually winning that game you know, as Drew makes a sad face like he's about to cry, cry. to reliving that moment in San Antonio. That was 08, right? 08, yes. And here we are in 2015, seven years later, not even a full decade later, and no tournament appearance. And hadn't been outside of the first round, the true first round, no, the first, well, the first through weekend. second round. We've 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 never made it out of the first weekend under Pastor, but we yeah. did win uh, against St. Mary's, and if I'm correct. Got skull drugged by Virginia next, if I'm not mistaken. That was the next team up. No, we've be- we've won two. We've beat St. Mary's, and then we beat uh, George Mich- Washington. Michigan State got you one. Yeah, Michigan State and Virginia were the two teams that have gotten us. Just bullied the Tigers mm-hmm. out of the tournament. Um, so Drew, fix them. Get your wrench out. Fix these Memphis Tigers, man. Do I'm it right now. To. I'm going to get the grease all over. Just take some of it out of your hair. Oh, it's not grease. <laughs> don't, don't tell people I'm rocking greasy hair. I wash my hair daily, people. All right? So don't listen to CJ thinking Drew's walking around with greasy hair because it's not even happening. But here's how you – I've got a lot of different ideas, a lot of different ways that I want to see the program turned. And one is the talent. I mean, obviously, you need the talent to win and – I hate to say, it, I mean, but like we've we've said on this podcast before, Pastor is supposed to be this almighty great recruiter. And if you look at the University of Memphis's recruits coming in this year, as I try to pull it up here, uh, there's three four stars and two three stars. I mean, whatever happened in the days of a five star, uh, pretty much an all five and four star recruiting. I mean, have the Tigers ever had that? It's not like it's not like passing. It's not bringing in talent because the Tigers routinely finish in the top fifteen at least in recruiting under mm. Passner. But he's it's not them the in. It, it, here's here's the thing. It's it's not that he's not getting the talent. He's not getting the right talent. And okay, he's not so developing the talent. And that's another issue. So got to get the right talent and develop the talent. Now you've identified the leaks and the problem. Fix it. I'm over here bailing out water in this sinking ship that mm-hmm. is Tiger basketball. You got to plug the holes while I'm bailing out right. water. How are we going to fix it, man? Fixing it, the way that you have got to fix it is you've got to get the right type of guys. I mean, whether the three stars, whether the two stars, four stars, five stars recruit, you've got to get guys that want to buy into the program. I mean, I can rem- it's been a pastor thing where one year they have an attitude problem. I mean, going from Nick Marshall this year all the way back to Wesley Witherspoon in 2010 where he uh, made fun of uh, pastor on the bus and did a stupid little pastor impression and got himself suspended for a couple of games. And, you know, their relationship was never the same after that. And with Nick Marshall retweeting things uh, that no Tiger basketball player should ever retweet, I mean, as fans, we can say what we want. You're a player. You're supposed to be representing the program and the coach. And the worst thing you can do is retweet or talk badly about somebody that you represent, somebody that they, 
I'm not really. Def- I mean, I do. I think that there Nick King was very upset and wanted to see a change of the program. Yes. Do you want us to have more playing time? Yes. But he went about it the wrong way. You know, you're not supposed to throw a hissy fit and retweet. Pastor put his name on the line for Nick King. When you go, as a coach, when you go out and recruit somebody and you bring his name back to a university and say, I want to give this guy money, I want to give him a scholarship, I want y'all to give him an education, he's putting his name on the line. So every one of these guys that don't turn out right and have to transfer because of discipline or attitude. It has been a lot of those here recently. Yes, and it makes not only Pastor's name look bad among the fans, but administration, too, because they keep thinking, well, he vouched for this guy. He made us give this guy a scholarship. He he made us give this guy an education. He made us give this guy all this money, and it's not panning out. It's not panning out in the classroom. It's not panning out in, on... Well, how do we know it's not panning out in the classroom? I Hold know. On. I mean, come on. I, yes, uh, look, going to the University of Memphis, I know some things, something, uh, but I, it, are they going to class? Yes, reportedly yes. Are they taking the hardest classes and taking normal classes as every other student? No. So well then that that says something about the character of the young men that are being recruited, does yes. it not? So then you need to recruit young men of a different character or become a coach that that's no longer acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's you're here for education first and foremost. You say what you want to say, that's why you're here and if you can't understand your priorities, man, I you don't bring them in. If you if you're I know at age 18 and 19, it's hard to look past, uh, you know, right now. But if you're a kid who can't see past basketball and thinks that's all that you're ever going to do, then you're highly mistaking what life is going to be. Even if you do end up playing in the NBA, basketball will end. And unless you're going to be a Hall of Famer or one of these guys that reportedly makes over $10 million a year, which is a hands very few guys in the NBA do – then you're going to have to get a job after the NBA. And we need guys that are have their priorities straight like that to think, well, I need, I still need a degree because you got to have a degree now. I mean, even in some professions now, uh, you have to have a master's. Luckily, journalism isn't one of them, so I only have to have a bachelor's degree. But that's what the world's come to, and we need driven self-driven guys like that. Somebody that can self-drive themselves not only on the basketball court but also in the classroom and be an upstanding type of man. I mean, Pastor's bringing in talented guys, no doubt. Mm -hmm. You have to go back to 2009 to find a class that doesn't have at least one player in the ESPN Top 100. And so from from Joe Jackson, Will Barton, uh, Austin Nichols, it's, it's a slew of them there. And those guys, it seems like they had their priorities straight. For the most part. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to either bring guys in who understand and who are selfless enough to understand what the priorities are. Because if you don't understand what your personal priorities are off the court, when you get on the court, that's where that selfishness comes in. You that's can't where understand that issue, a team. That's where that issue you were talking about comes into play where me, 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 I got to get mine. I'm going to carry this team. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible here. And you can't be that way. Not at this level. No. Sure, you were great in high school. Sure, you were an All-American in high school. But when you get to college, you got All-Americans there as well. Mm-hmm. You're playing against guys who are All-Americans. Yeah. And so if you can't, you know, get that through your head, then you shouldn't be there. No. And Passender has either got to, A, stop recruiting players with that attitude and that demeanor, that alpha male, I'm going to take care of everything demeanor, or B, 
get it out of them, mm -hmm. run it out of them, lift it out of them, make them do push-ups, do something to get that attitude out of them and get people to buy in to Tiger basketball and what they are trying to do mm. uh, strategically and in a system. And that's something else. This is mine. Uh, my uh, thing that they can well, fix. Going back to, I mean, like like you said, all high school, all, all of them in high school were the man. I mean, I know for a fact, uh, I mean, Austin Nichols is the man right now for the University of Memphis basketball program. But even going back to his days at Briarcrest, I know teammates, and they had probably about 18 plays, and 16 of them were designed for Austin to score. The other two were just to decoy, get them in his hands, and they barely ever ran that. So, I mean, and it was the same way for all of them. And it's just... I think it, it might actually even start at the high school level. I know these coaches want to show no, off. It their star, no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't start at the I high mean, school level because that, when you, you get, get to that, college, yes, it's, it's got to get out of you some kind of it's a way. Start, but it starts getting into you at a young age. And it doesn't they, matter. They've the had coach, to be that guy. Coach throughout. K recruits players like that. Tom Izzo recruits players like that. Ka Good Pastor basketball. Calipari recruits players like that. Passner has got to find a way to get that thinking out of them and to get players to buy in. Calipari had a first unit and a second unit with players on the bench full of All-Americans. McDonald's All-Americans. And they, he found a way to get players to buy in to, mm. what, to do what was necessary for the team to win. So don't pit that on high school coaches. When you're in high school, you're playing against guys like you and I, Drew. You're playing against kids who at most six feet. So if you're at six, seven, six, eight, yeah, give the six, seven, six, eight kid the ball. Give the athlete the ball because he can make a play and he's gonna get us buckets. In college, everybody is six, seven, six, eight, and athletic. So that's not high school coaches' faults. That's whoever the college coach. And right now we're talking about Josh Passner. That is on him to get that mentality out of there. But how does he get that mentality out? When well, Drew, that's kids, what we're doing on kids, the podcast. I know. They see that. See, it's it's a hard thing. It's a very psychological thing because growing up, these kids have always been the the best player on their teams. They've not only been told by their coaches and their teammates and people they play against, they're also getting hearing it from their parents and from their family and their relatives. And those are the opinions that mean the most. And when I know, like, if – I went home today, and my dad, my dad uh, told me I was the greatest broadcaster he'd ever heard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that to heart because that's somebody's opinion that I really care about. Okay, and I think Again. psychologically that just it, it gets that hot head. And how can Pastor, what can Pastor do, such as that Izzo and Coach K and Roy Williams, uh, all do to get that hot head out? How do you deflate that head? You make sure when you go out there and you talk to the kid, you let them know up front, hey. These are the expectations. You set clear expects for everything. These are the expectations at the University of Memphis. This is how we play. If you want to come play with us, great. You have to be You have to be more arrogant than he is. Mm -hmm. You have to sit down in that table and look him in the eye and hit him with some arrogant stuff. If you want to come play for us, Mr. Five Star Recruit, this is how we're going to play. And if we are and if you come play with us, we're going to win a national championship with you. If you don't want to come play with us, we're going to beat you in a national championship or we're going to beat you on our way to a national championship because this is how I coach. This is how we win. And this is how it gets done at the University of Memphis. You're either on board or you're not. Stop bringing in people. Stop bringing in players who listen to outside sources. Mm -hmm. Stop bringing them in. Kids who are five star, four star, ESPN top 100, 247, top 250. Stop bringing kids in like that who would rather listen to mommy and daddy. Listen to their their entourage, their team of outside sources. Stop listen. Stop bringing those side kids mm -hmm. in, and bring in people who are going to buy into what you have to say as a coach, or you get that out of them. 
But here's the thing, Pastor. He has this. I I, I completely agree. He's got to be more arrogant. He's got to he's got to have more confidence than they do. And that's the thing, Pastor. Does he's too soft, and he's got that reputation as being too soft, too soft spoken. Uh, you know, which is uh, in some in a lot of people that's that'd be a great quality to have. Somebody that doesn't cuss. Somebody that uh doesn't act a fool all the time. But he doesn't have to cuss or act a fool too. He doesn't. But he's got to show these players that he means business. And I just don't think he just doesn't have the reputation. I don't know if he's actually got it in him as as a person to act that way. That the way that he needs to be to put the fear of God in somebody's eyes. You know, I've I've had well, coaches where I you know not to mess with. You don't have if to put I had Pastner, I don't know. I I wouldn't be afraid of him. Uh, yes, the best coaches out there is somebody that you know. If you disappoint or you mess up, he's gonna get on to you, and you don't ever want to do that. So you're not trying to be out there for yourself. You're out there so you don't get yelled at. You're out there so you can perform for this team, so your coach will be happy, and so that you don't have to get the fear of God put in you. And he just does not have that factor to him, and he's got to figure out how to get it. Okay, well, so that's one way to fix the Tigers. Uh, but that the excitement is down mm-hmm. in general. And uh, I was reading an article on Memphis Flyer, and it was from about midway through the season, January nineteenth to be exact. And Frank, uh, I can't say Frank's last. Is that Murtaugh? I'm gonna call him Frank Murtaugh. 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 Yeah, it's Frank Murtaugh. Har- Harbaugh. Yeah, Murtaugh. Frank Murtaugh. Sorry about messing up your name, and also sorry to DJ Stephens for messing up his name. Uh, on the Cerrito Live uh, show, and it's on the podcast. So go listen to Cerrito Live and hear CJ mess and hear up me mess up DJ uh, Stevens. Stephens. <laughs> did, did, you, did you do that one on purpose? No, that one was again messed up. Um, but anyways, uh, he did a great article January 19th, midway through the season, about Tiger attendance being low, and it's been low, and it was low considerably, no, considerably low all season long because they were underperforming on the court. Mm-hmm. And this is a program that is usually top 10 in the nation or right Always. there top 10 in the nation. In 2008, the Tigers were number 10 in the nation in attendance, averaging a little bit more, just under 17,000. In 2009, when the form only holds 18, right. five, I think. 2009, again, 16,933. That's good for eighth best in the nation. Uh, 2010, where are they? Number eight again. 2011, I do believe they're number 10. Nope, they're number eight again. They they come in eighth a lot. Mm-hmm. Too bad they can't make it to an elite eight. Mm-hmm. Zing, no. Uh, 2012, they came in at number 11 at just over 16,000, and that was low for them that year. Uh, 2013, they're sitting here at, again, number 11 with... 16,336 and in 2014 Memphis comes in at number 10 with 16,121 so they're right around that 16 that mid to uh, low 16,000 range but this year you know Reported, they would they would announce the attendance as about thirteen thousand for games. That's what. They, but you could look around. But you and could like, look around and you could right. tell it wasn't thirteen thousand people there. First off, they used to do that at the Liberty Bowl all the time. And secondly, even if it was thirteen thousand people there, that's still roughly three thousand fewer than what it's been in years past and mm-hmm. what the average has been. And so, you got to find a way to get more to bring that excitement back. The Grizzlies are playing well. So that has something a lot to do. Of people that away. has something to do with it. Tiger football is playing well, also. 
that has a little bit to do with it as well. Taking some ticket money and things like that from the average man who would save up through football season to, to buy those season tickets. And now that football is doing great, he might want those football season tickets. Now the Grizzlies are great. He might be buying those Grizzlies right. season tickets. And Tigers basketball is getting left out in the cold. Right. So how do you bring back excitement, five minutes or less, back to Tiger basketball without excluding winning? Winning cures all. Mm. Oh. But if, if they're struggling, how do you bring excitement to Tiger basketball? I know I would start with Memphis Madness. Mm-hmm. It's been a it was a was it a resounding dud last year? Oh yes, definitely. I had, I, I had no idea what was going on at the times. The slam dunk contest. I think they had Chris Hawkins winning, but nobody in the building. If you would have asked, they never really announced it. Uh, nobody really knew what was going on. I did somewhat like the shooting contest where they had a couple of alumni come back and play on the team. Well, see, stop. That's the thing right there because that's what Tiger fans love. They love former Tigers. Oh yes, definitely. As is evident by this Tiger alumni game that's going on. It's Saturday, so mm-hmm. by the time you hear it, it will, will be in the past. But it's going on today. It's not going on today. It's not. When is it? June 27th. Never mind. I bought my tickets yesterday. So it's going on two. June 27th. I have no clue what date. That's two weeks away? That's, oh, that's next Saturday. Week. That's next, next Saturday? Saturday. Yes. So this coming up Saturday. Mm-hmm. Got an alumni game going on. Tickets are sold out. Tigers fans love seeing alumni come back. And if you can find a way to incorporate the alumni more into Memphis Madness, that gives you a lot of fanfare and a lot of excitement going into the season. Mm-hmm. And even bringing, bringing alumni back during games, that's something else you can do. And with the, with the Memphis Madness game, mm-hmm. for instance, there's no reason to have an entertainer if you have alumni coming back. You do a player, that's plenty enough. You do a player autograph session. And then afterwards, after it's all said and done, you do an alumni autograph session. You put it out on the concourse. So even if you didn't uh, get to go in to see Memphis Madness, the alumni are sitting right out there, right out front of FedEx Mm -hmm. Forum, just like the Grizzlies did with the giveaways that were right outside FedEx Forum during the playoffs. You have the alumni sitting there, and fans just walk up and get autographs and meet some of their favorite alum. And you got to bring them back during the season as well. You just do because that's what fans fans love. That fans love seeing DJ Steffens yes. come back. They love that. They would love to see a Joe swing through. They would love to see Tyreek if he could just stop in real mm-hmm. quick during the season or something like that. Penny Hardaway fans still love Penny and Elliot Perry. Mm-hmm. And if you bring get them to come back and say, "Hey, we're going to honor Penny for all of his achievements as a Memphis Tiger," people are going to come to that. Oh yeah. And that makes FedEx form the grind. Well, I don't know if it's the grind house when the Tigers play. See, that's the thing. Like, it, it doesn't have a name for for Tigers, and I mean, it is. You can't. I don't know if a lot of if there's any arenas that. Uh, I know what who's the school uh, plays in Philadelphia um, that also plays that plays on the Seventy Sixers. Temple? No, other one. Uh, St. Joe's? No, I don't know. St. Joe's is in someplace else. I don't know why. It, they're they're really. The the school school in Philadelphia, school in Philadelphia that plays on the 76ers. that plays on the seventy sixers court. Villanova, Villanova, Villanova. Thank you, thank you, Ty Springs, baby, the man, the myth, the legend over there. Shout out to Ty. Uh, That's it. I mean, I don't know if they have two different names for when the seventy sixers play or when Villanova plays, but I, I think it might be a loss of identity for Tigers fans because they don't have a Temple of Doom anymore. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, it's but a that's bad not a loss. That's not I a loss of identity. Was, it was so cool that, I mean, the, uh, it was a name for the university. It was a name. It, was, it had a name. Do you it think was, that that garnered uh, 
that drew more fans because it had that cool little nickname to it? I think, I mean, I don't know if it drew more fans, but it was just kind of like the essence of Memphis, an essence of coming into playing the Tigers. Like, you're not just playing at the Pyramid, you're playing at the Temple of Dew. Ty Springs joins us real quick. What's up, Ty? What's up, guys? Uh, sounds like we're talking about home court advantage. Yes. What we're, what we're actually talking about is trying to get more fans into FedEx Forum for Tigers basketball game because attendance is down. Everybody's sure, not energized sure. about the program. How do you get fans there and get them excited about Tiger basketball? Well, I think the deal with Villanova, just to be specific, yeah. uh, I believe they play a few games on campus and a few games in the can't, – I, I can't remember what the name of the 76ers forum is, but it, it, a few mm-hmm. in there. So they split it up. I don't know that like, that people would want to go back to like a couple of games in Elmer Rohn to make it like – Too small. Probably too small, and people like the amenities of, of a bigger stadium. Mm-hmm. Um you were you talking about the floor design? Is that, that like that they, that they changed it, or how, what, were you, what were you referring to with Villanova? Oh, well, we, we were just talking about trying to uh, figure out if that, that the grindhouse because the FedEx form is called the grindhouse for the Grizzlies. I, I didn't know if Villanova might have something to where they call it two different things because I don't know if the university can give it a nickname when it's already considered the grindhouse for the Grizzlies. Um, I don't, but see the the grindhouse. I don't think is a trademark name. Um, I could be wrong on that, but um, it's not. I don't think so. Um, I don't. I don't really think teams. Because um, the people apparently, according to a friend of the podcast, Holly Whitfield, FedEx Forum is not a, a huge fan of the Grindhouse nickname because they paid for the stadium. They wanted to be called FedEx Forum every mm-hmm. time you see it. I think people say it. A FedEx Forum or nothing. They're they're getting their their brands. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I no, but I don't. I don't think there is like a sort of like a name change. Um, I guess you could look at. I mean, because they don't call the Staples Center anything different when the Clippers are in it versus True. when the Lakers are in it. Um, I don't think I've been in. To be honest with you, I haven't been to to many Tigers home games, so I haven't taken in like the atmosphere when I'm in there. Like, are there? Do they change out the banners or anything when the, when the yeah. University of Memphis yes. is playing? Yes, yeah. so it, it looks like a Tigers looks like a Tigers home basketball yeah. arena. Um. I'm trying to think of, of things I'd like to see um, or things that you know might be useful. Uh, well, since you don't go to a lot of Tigers games, I, I would I, would you consider yourself somewhat of a Tiger fan since you live here? I think it, uh, I mean I like to see them do well mm-hmm. uh, because I think everybody like everybody in the well. city wants to see them. Do okay, so, I, I so what would get well. you the casual fan, not the diehard fan like me, to come out? What what would be the uh, the attraction? What would make you want to say? You know, I'm not a big fan of this team, but there's so much buzz and so much hype going around. I've got it. I, I want to spend my money on well, it. Well, not to beat a dead horse, but I didn't really like having Stephen F. Austin and, and Western Illinois on the schedule last year. Mm-hmm. Got to get better opponents like that, right? I want to see a marquee game. I don't care if they lose; at least be competitive. I mean, if, if you think you're going to get blown out by 30 by one of those teams, I agree that you shouldn't schedule that team. But I would like to see. Some kind of a marquee game doesn't even have to be a Power Five team. You know, if it's a, if it's a Wichita State, somebody or Gonzaga, like they do. Right, right. Like those mm-hmm. are the kinds of games that, was, that would get you down there. Like I'm still kicking myself to this day that I didn't get a chance to go to that Gonzaga game. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's been it, it has been a while since mm-hmm. I've been to a Tiger game. Do they have the band there? Yes, like, doing band is everything. Band uh, there. You still got the student section, which. Uh, it's kind of down. I mean, even yeah, attendance see, among students is down. Attendance among everybody. We're not talking about casual fans. Casual fans, they'll come and go. But mm-hmm. the diehard fans, the it's season down. ticket I mean, holders and the students, the blue crew is not as big down. as it was back in the day. 
I know having gone to uh, a number of uh, University of Maryland games when I've been home and, and uh, back when I was younger, um, the student section obviously there is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Maryland fans are notorious, particularly during Duke games, for being kind of nasty, but especially energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a way to get that going better with with student sport, and I realize it's hard because they're, they're, not, they're, you know, they're used to having a good team, this team hasn't been good, so that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. People are, are afraid of coming out. Um, but I think getting the students into it is a big part of it, and giving them giving them strong access, like prominent access. Either I mean, we get free ticket. I mean, I get a free ticket to every. Is game. it close? I mean, is it somewhere where you could actually like see the players? Yeah, like it's right by the band, okay. uh, right behind one of the uh, goals. I uh, think if getting them involved, like um, you could do a you know a curtain of distraction kind of thing, like mm-hmm. the university or uh, was Arizona State. Arizona State. Um, I think that could be it could be something useful. Um, I think also, not that there's like a, I don't know what the relationship is between the teams, mm-hmm. but like it wouldn't be so bad to get uh, a Mike Conley out to a, you know, out to an early like Tigers game or um, actually, I guess they overlap for most of their stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, what? When's the last time we had a Grizzlies Tigers doubleheader ever? Is that a. Yeah, that's. that's, that's that we, uh, there was times. one. Uh, it, it, it happened, I think, once or twice this year. But I've been to a couple of those. I went to, I think, two uh, two years ago where the Grizz Tigers would play in the morning, uh, probably around like noon. You spend rest of the day downtown, or you go home, take a nap real quick, and just right back, right back out. And I, I love that. I think that's neat. I think it's probably and hell on operation staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you piggyback off of the momentum that the Grizz have right now. Right, as as tigers because you're like, hey, right come now, spend you, a whole day downtown, see what the city has to offer, and get you can see two games. Just trying to get fans, diehard students, and casual back excited about this program. One thing, most important thing to fix, and then we got to go with this program. If you fix this one thing, you'll fix everything wrong with it. One thing, Drew, what is it? Winning. That that that's it. Co- coaching. X's and O's. It doesn't matter who the coach is. Let Damon Sotomayor run the whole thing and Pastor can just be the pretty little face. People love a coach who wins, and that's all that matters. So that's what really needs to be fixed. But there are other things that the Tigers can do to Mm -hmm. get more interest that I feel like they're not taking full advantage of. Going back to that doubleheader thing real quick, do you think it would be – I think it would be very good if the university uh, and the Grizzlies could come to like an agreement. Maybe if you buy a ticket to the Tigers game, you get half off for the Grizzlies. I think that would definitely keep people uh, Oh, the to Grizzlies to, are going to sell tickets anyway. I know, but it would be Tigers, great for the – the Tiger the, program is too proud to just give tickets away like it's, that. You're not giving – I mean, no, you have to buy the University of Memphis ticket. Or if you you can – or they make a deal package where you get half off of each ticket – I agree with that. I think I think if if you're the Grizzlies, you definitely have the upper hand at this moment. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Tigers, I don't you know I don't know if they're trying to, to do any kind of package deal like that. But um, I, I would hope that I mean I understand it is a prideful program, mm-hmm. uh, but I hope that your pride would not get in the way of saying, "Hey, look, we got to do something to turn a buck." Like, what's the harm in, in going to the you know going to the Grizzlies and saying, "Hey, look, people love coming to your games." I know people who say, "I don't want to pay you know whatever you got you mm-hmm. to pay to get down to whatever level that is." Um, why don't we do like a deal where it is? You know, you get one and then you get another one half off to the Grizzlies game, something like that. Uh, I think that's not unreasonable necessarily. No. It's not unreasonable, but it's it's not going to happen. It'd be also it'd be a great way to you know kind of like unite the fans because there's a lot of Grizzlies fans who just are Ole Miss fans or Tennessee fans and don't really care for the University of Memphis, and then there's a lot of just diehard Tiger fans 
uh, like myself, up until probably about the last couple of years, I really wasn't even a Grizzlies fan. I just really didn't care. I was all college basketball. Memphis was what I was. It was who I, I it was who I was. And I think if you do a package deal like that, it's a way to get your product to that other to that other side of the spectrum. Be like, maybe bring in some of those diehard Tiger fans and be like, well, you know, maybe I can get behind this other team in Memphis. Maybe it's not all about the university anymore. You and can be both. Yeah. You don't have to be both. And I understand that most people are not both because it's either the college game appeals to you or the, or the, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies appeals to you. But you can be both. I think there is room for each, or at least for a little bit of overlap. Yeah. Um, you know, one team's on a, on a long road trip and you really want a basketball game, go see the Tigers. But I agree. If it's not a good team, you don't want to go and see Not going to make any money. So... Everything we said, that's how we fix it. Drew is going to plug the holes. I'm bailing water. <laughs> uh, you guys can go back and listen to us talk because it might be time for a coaching change, maybe. Uh, we'll see how this year goes and a coaching change may happen. But you can go back and listen to our other podcast, one of our past podcasts, about who should replace Josh Passman. And hear me predict coach. David um, Sotomayor. Some of those coaches were so hot that they've already been scooped up by some mm-hmm. teams elsewhere. But... Most of them are still out there, so you can go back and listen to that. You can check out the Villains podcast as well, and we tell you how villainous that rap scallion John Calipari is, especially because of what he did to Memphis, and he's part of the reason Memphis is down like this right now also. But that does it for the show. Most important thing to remember is, Drew, what fixes a bad program? Winning. That's it. Uh, for Drew, I'm CJ. We'll talk to you. And Todd, thanks hey, for coming in, Todd. Not, <laughs> not going to do a little house thing a little Real quick, just uh, Drew, shout out everything. Okay, you can find me. Follow me on Twitter at dbear36. Follow me on Instagram at dbear1236. And don't forget to listen to me every Monday morning, eight thirty-five to nine o'clock on WMRU ninety-two, the Jazz Lover on the Sports Desk for the greatest college perspective in sports. All right, folks, for Drew and Ty, who came in improv two and helped us jump shark a little bit or jump the shark a little bit. Uh, I'm CJ. We'll talk to you next time. Have a wonderful and blessed day.